You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 278. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 278. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Mic check. Mic check. (laughs) (laughs) Check out the mics here. You such you have movie phone voice, Mr. Smith. I do. <laughs> Tell me what the selections are that I can watch. Choose one if you would like to see. <laughs> You're the best. Oh For more God. information, press one. What about the address? <laughs> I want to know. Oh, I wonder what their address is. Boop. Representative. Representative. If your service is working improperly. Representative. If something about your service isn't working properly. Representative. If there is a problem. Representative. Oh my gosh. Hello, baby. Hello. And hello to all of our awesome potients. I heard a really great, a really great, another term for like audience, like a fun play on like words. Like a podcast audience? Yeah, and I can't remember what it was. Oh, I'll yeah, have that to, doesn't do us any I know, good. that's super unhelpful. But anyway, if you're new to the show, we do actually talk about shit that matters. We're glad that you're here. <laughs> and what we're going to talk about today is five different victimy things that you might be doing that you don't even realize that you're doing and what you can do to actually change that. So lots Sounds of interesting. lots of step by steps. And you know, I do have to just say, like nobody nobody really identifies like, oh, I'm super victimy. Right? Like yeah, it's yeah. one of those things right, that we true. don't nobody claims that, right? So that is precisely the reason why I said it's probably something you have no idea you're doing. So just like a lot of personal development, sometimes when we create a heightened sense of awareness or realizations about things, that's when we can really create some change. Mm-hmm. We'll dig into that, but why don't we why don't we warm the mics up a little bit with, with your little seggy? Let's warm it up. Let's warm up the mics. Ew. Oh yeah, we call it what do we call it? Would you rather Yeah. We call it <laughs> the Would You Rather. Today's Would You Rather is I always feel like I should say brought to you by Right there. But I don't. We could. We could do something. We could. All right. Let's do it. If you want to sponsor the Would You Rather, uh, give us a call. Yeah. All right. Today's Would You Rather. Okay. Would you rather have sandy genitals for a year? Whoa. Like just gritty beach sand. (laughs) All up in your stuff for a year. Gritty junk. (laughs) Gritty junk. (laughs) Or head pubes for a year. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I went there. Oh my god! Okay, I got cray on you. Okay, so you know everyone's going to want to qualify this. Okay, what are okay. we qualifying? They're going to say they're going to say, "Well, I'll just wear a hat." Yeah, for a year. Yeah, uh, or I'll shave my head. 
Mm-hmm. Like that's my thought is I would right. shave my head. What if you couldn't do those things? Okay. Which would you choose? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is you need to tell us. The that's rules. what I want all of our listeners and all the people that on after hours, what would you do if you couldn't do the loophole? Okay. Because. Okay. But the gritty genitals. Okay. Let me. <laughs> yeah. Even after you wash, like you get out of the shower and it's that's... like, damn, I'm so gritty. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I just remember... It's like when glitter gets on you. You can just not get it off. It's like the herpes of the craft world. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It it reminds me of when when we were in California back in the summer and I was rolling... I just... A little lit, okay? I had a little little (laughs) something to drink and I was rolling around on the beach with my... With our sister's toddler. She... She was such a blast, but I then I fell asleep in my bikini, and I had so much sand in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I do remember that. Oh, my gosh. This is a really tough one. I – okay, because on one hand, I think, okay, if if it's gritty genitals, then nobody knows about it except you and me and everybody well, I tell. Well, that and you walk like your saddle sore. Well, I just stay at home. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's not as bad because I – just sit in my office all day <laughs> with your sandy. Genitals. So I could sit all saddled out with your sandy genitals. With my sandy J, mm-hmm. yeah. sandy J, <laughs> sandy it. G. I guess it'd be sandy um, J, sandy V. Yeah. I don't know. Sandy V. Wow, class act. We are a we class are a act. Class act. <laughs> but then, okay. But I think if you have pube head, <laughs> pube hair for a year. If I had that, everybody would see it. Can you use like gel? <laughs> It's it's not gonna style like a it's palm. Just pubes. pubes don't style like a palmade. At least you could try to do something. I mean, I hope nobody's styling pubes your pubes. Don't style. <laughs> get get a perm on your. That's crazy. It depends if you if you kind of have a straight situation down there right. or real. Can I just get some bangs on this? <laughs> hilarious to me okay so you may, i i think though but if it's if it's the sandy the sandy g's okay. then it affects our love life oh yeah yeah it does i mean that's true because that that would be basically like out I'd be, scissoring is out wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah just any type of sexual yeah i mean yeah, it'd be, be like ee, ooh, ee, it's ooh, gonna be a little ooh, rough ooh. Yeah. yeah. It's like so sex on the beach. I think I think I'd actually choose pube hair. Pube hair. Can I, I at yeah. least put a barrette in it? Barrette. That's funny. <laughs> what would you pick? Uh a pube barrette? I would pick the I would pick the pubes on the head for sure. You would? Yeah. Like you know, like you could play it off a little bit. <laughs> but you walking around with St. Joe's is just not fun. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Well, okay, so I don't know if you guys heard this a little bit ago. Mr. Smith referenced After Hours. So this is a private Facebook community that I have specifically for this podcast. So every single Monday up in the club, we discuss the would you rather. And a lot of times what people will do is they'll try to find all these loopholes or they'll say, I don't want to do either. And then Mr. Smith comes in and like lays down the law about it. So we want to hear what- lawyer hat. What you would rather. So cruise over to thejoyjunkie.com slash club or the link will be in the show notes or whatever 
podcast platform you're listening on, you should be able to access the link, directs you right over to the Facebook group, and then you can come hang out with like 1,100 new besties. And we, we it's really awesome. I do a weekly Q&A where I answer questions that have come up from the, the clubsters. There's always additional support and camaraderie and discussion points and all of that. So we'd love to have you come hang out in the club. I keep it, I keep it really on point. So there's no selling or like backwards ass stuff that happens in some groups. And it's just a really incredible group. So come hang out and let us know what you would rather for this particular week. It just cracks me up. Let's see what the loopholes are this week. And speaking of free shit, Mm, you know, I heard that earlier, but I didn't think it was really there. Is you it did, really there? I think it. I think it's getting louder. There, there it is. We interrupt this broadcast of the Joy Junkie Show to bring you this urgent free shit alert. Repeat: This is a free shit alert. I don't know why we started doing that like know. that, but it's fun. We were talking about coming around the mountain. And it, like how you hear her off in the distance coming around the mountain, she'll be coming around the mountain. When she comes. So the free shirt, free shit alert. The free shit alert is coming around the mountain. Okay. that's kind. Of, I think that's where we got it. From. All right. Well, if you have not heard, I have a brand new workshop available for you. Just go to thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop and you can grab any time that works for you. And it's all about five key shifts that I use in my own life, but then also in my practice with all of my clients and students that really is designed to shed self-doubt, get rid of that constant perfectionism or the need to please other people, caring so much about what other people think. That's what the whole program is about. And it's about 45 minutes. Carve out some time for yourself. Guaranteed you're going to learn a bunch. Make sure you have a piece of paper and pen and you'll be able to get the exact process that I use all the time. And it'll very much shine the light on some of the stuff that we're talking about today. And uh, hopefully that gives you a little more fodder to start unpacking the things that have been really getting in your way these Mm -hmm. days. Nice. Yeah. All right. So let's jump into this then and look at five victim-y things you don't realize you're doing. Mm. Number one, you constantly blame. This is one of those things that is really similar to like the victim moniker. We don't like to think that we are blamey or that we're victimy or that we complain all the time. We don't like that sort of a description about the person that we are. A lot of times what we do is we are just really anchored into the idea that it's somebody else's fault or somebody else's shitty. And usually what it sounds like is either saying this out loud or thinking this in your mind. If only my boss wasn't such an asshole. Mm. If only my ex would get his or her shit together, then we'd be fine with our kids. If only this current administration <laughs> would get its act together then ma- you know and we just stand in this place of hey you are fucked up you are awful and let me just stay focused on that because what happens when you blame is you don't have to do a goddamn thing because the Except point of finger it the only way that you can be happy is if that person or that thing magically becomes different, right? If your ex just magically wants to help co-parent in a more effective way or whatever. 
And then you, you put yourself in a situation where you have zero power. And then yeah. all you're doing is just pointing that finger and blaming and blaming and blaming. In fact, I did a, another podcast episode specifically about blame. I'll link to that in the show notes, but I will tell you that that's a huge piece of what I'm talking about in the workshop that I was just telling you guys about. So if you haven't had a chance to go check it out, please do so, because I look at the difference between external blame and internal blame, Hmm. because sometimes we just get rooted not necessarily in the blame externally, all these other people, but we blame ourselves. And that will perpetuate Mm -hmm. that victim mentality of like, see, you can never do anything right or see, you're so stupid and you blame yourself for all of your behaviors or sometimes we'll get really locked into our past. We blame ourselves for our past. So for instance, this might show up in a way where if you blame yourself for, let's say, some relationship decisions that you've made in the past. That process that's happening inside your mind, if you're saying things to yourself like, well, you always fuck that up or you're going to always be single or you have too much baggage where it's it's rooted in that self-blame, that is definitely going to affect how magnetic you are to attract a new relationship that you're, sure. you're desiring. So even though we think, oh, it's just me and all I need is a partner or all I need is a new job or all I need, what you don't realize is that what's happening for you internally is what is arresting your progression. Hmm. So this piece is all about calling yourself out. Are there people and or things, sometimes it can be something like just the economy or sure. the housing market or the school system or the church, the religion. You know, sometimes it's just an entity or something like that that we cast a lot of blame on in. And what you have to know is it may not be that that person or that thing is without fault. It could be that your boss really is derogatory towards you, or it could be that your ex really is pretty awful to deal with or has said really acrimonious things or done horrible things. But that doesn't mean that staying in a place of blame is helpful for you. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. So if you are finding that you aren't maybe attracting really awesome opportunities in your life, or you don't feel like you're surrounded by a lot of really incredible people, or you kind of feel like the cards are stacked against you in a lot of ways, check in with your internal conversation and narrative. Are you placing blame on other people? Like, I could get ahead if it wasn't for this person, or I would be happy if it wasn't for this. That is your clue in that you're resting on a victim pedestal, okay? Mm -hmm. You are going, I can't do anything because look at how all these people are setting me up to fail. Yeah. You have to cast some awareness around that first, notice where you tend to blame, and then stop yourself and go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What is within my power? What can I do? This is just a classic perspective shift. In fact, we've talked about this before. Stop saying can't. Stop saying can't. Throw that in the trash can't. Throw it in the trash can't, as Mr. Smith always says. The deal with can't is if you say I can't, like I can't apply for a new job. I can't blah, blah, blah. I want you to say, I choose not to, because that's what's really happening is your, it's a choice. It's not that you can't, it's that you won't. Mm-hmm. Can't implies not physically possible. Okay. Mm-hmm. The example I use all the time is I cannot sprout wings out of my back and fly around the neighborhood as much as I would love to. It is 
humanly impossible. I cannot. Now, something like, well, I, I just cannot stand to be around my ex. Or I can't not lose my shit when I see what he does. Yeah. No, you can. You can. You choose not to. And what happens a lot of times is you are so acutely focused on the blame. He knows how to push my buttons. Yeah. You'll use phrases like that. We'll talk about that in a second too. But if you stopped from focusing on why that person or that thing is so against you and started focusing on what can I do? What power do I have? What am I going to choose? What's the most powerful decision for me in this moment? Things will change for you. All right. Number two, very similar to this. You constantly complain. Mm. Now, there's two key distinctions here with the complaining because I fully believe that sometimes you need to vent. Yeah. You need to let it out. And I think I've shared with you guys many times, my bestie and I will say, all right, I just, I need to tell you all the things I'm mad at, and then I'm going to be over it and be done. And really what we're doing is we're putting a container around the venting. In coaching, in the coaching program that I went to, they call it clearing for that very reason. It's let me expel this out of my person so that I can progress to things that I do want, progress to my personal power. that's the healthy part right there. So what you need to look for is chronic complaining that has two specific components here. One, where you are not willing to take action on the remedy. This I see a lot of times with people who just complain, complain, complain about their job. But what do they do when they get home? Are they beefing up the resume? Are they picking people's brains about potential fields that they could get into? Are they going to school? Are they do no, they're probably binging out on a Netflix series. It's like don't complain about a bunch of shit that you're not willing to take action on because now you're just a victim. Right. So you're looking for a couple of components. You're looking at are you taking any kind of action? Because I do think there's sometimes when we complain about something because we're in transition and we're about we're about to leave the job. Mm-hmm. We have like a mm-hmm. month left or we're about to move into the new house. So we really want to be be venty and complaining about our landlords right now. So I think that there can be a place right there when you're in limbo, when you're about to create the change, where you can stop the focus on the current situation and focus on what you do want mm-hmm. and the new thing that's happening and that awesome new job that you're about to go into and stand in a place of gratitude yeah. Instead of constant complaining. I love that. Another piece to look at here, and this is something I see a lot because of what I deal with in communication, is the complaints are happening to all the wrong people. Mm. So you're yes. you're super frustrated with your partner, but the only people who hear about it is your mom and your best friend and your therapist. <laughs> yeah, right. And they get an earful. Okay, they get a fucking earful. But meanwhile, your partner has no fucking clue how you feel. Or maybe they do know because you've just been yelling and screaming, but they can't effectively create any sort of collaboration or create change with mm-hmm. you because it's so hostile. Please see any and all communication episodes that I've done. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> the plethora. You know, what's crazy is even a few years ago, I heard some sort of statistic and I... I have no idea if it's true or not, but I found it kind of staggering. And it was something odd, like when you complain to other people, 
there is like 1% of people who are actually sympathetic hmm. and a majority of people who think that their situation is worse. Yeah. And then there's another percentage grouping of people who are actually kind of happy that it's happening to you. Oh, geez. Isn't that awful? So here we are thinking like, oh, I'm going to get so much compassion and people are going to feel sorry for me or they're going to – or whatever it is. Sometimes we just want connection with other people and we don't have a great way of going about it. So we complain. In those types of situations, there could be a very real – instance where somebody is actually happy <laughs> that you're that's crazy that your plight is so bad and yeah. obviously that's not a super evolved you know so person but healthy, no. hey all right so number one get rid of that blame start shifting into a place of what is within my control number two check out anything you chronically complain about and really look at am i tackling a remedy Am I focused at all on a remedy or am I only focusing on that problem? And then are you only complaining to the people who can't do jack shit about it? Are there actually people who could make a difference that you aren't talking to? And that's really common, you guys, mm -hmm. because sometimes what will happen is we've had one conversation with our boss or one conversation with our sister and it didn't go well. So we just decided, I can't, I can't, I can't talk to her. I can't talk I to him. I already told her. She didn't listen. Yeah. Which is then what? Kind of victimy, right? Being like, oh, I can't. I tried. I tried that. No. Well, how did you say it? Have you tried all the approaches? Right. Are there other things you can do? Are there boundaries you can establish? Instead of asking for something from them, could you tell them what you are no longer going to tolerate? That's very much a survivor versus a victim. Yeah. Right? All right. So number three, your overall outlook on life is pessimistic. Now, I know that sounds... Oh, rough. God, I, that can't be me. That can't possibly be me. <laughs> well, let me ask you if any of these things tend to come out of your mouth at all or even go through your head. Something like this. Oh, of course, this would happen to me. Well, of course she would do that. Of course he would do that. Or how about this? You talk people out of compliments. They think uh, yeah. you did an amazing job on a report or you you look really gorgeous today or something like that. And you go, oh, oh, no, 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 no. I woke up so late. Are you kidding me? I can't. I'm such a mess today. Or are you kidding? That that presentation was the worst I have ever done. That's a pessimistic outlook, you guys. First of all, you're getting a compliment. That's a gift. That's like somebody handling, handing you a, an amazing bottle of champagne and you throwing it on the fucking floor. floor. <laughs> like that isn't... That's not helpful, right? This is about switching your focus about all of these things that seem negative into something that seems positive. So another another way that this might be showing up for you is if you are always trying to force the focus of other people to why things can't work for you. So you guys might have had this experience before. Let's say you're trying to share some advice with somebody, but Everything you offer as, hey, this might work for you, or here's the solution. Everything you offer, they go, no, that won't work because of this. Or no, that's not, not possible. Or hmm. I, I don't think I could get the funding for that. Something like that where you want to kind of talk people out of anything positive. So I want you to start monitoring how you engage with people day in and day out and look at 
where your focus tends to be. When somebody gives you a compliment, do you kind of get excited and want to celebrate it or do you try to talk them out of it? When somebody is doing something shitty, do you go like, oh, of course, or do you go, oh, I'm out of here. Let me focus on who I would much rather hang out with. I think people will think that if they accept the compliment and say, thank you, or you're so kind, or if they accept it, that it's self-aggrandizing right? in some way, like you need to be more modest. And the modest approach would be to say, no, no, it wasn't me. It was this, or you know, toss it off. And I used to do that with my skills as, as a a body worker. Yeah. And now I just own it. I'm like, yeah, I'm a healer, you know? And I just kind of accept that and accept the compliments that come with it instead of letting that person know that I'm humble and modest. Right. Right. I think that's the part that we have to get over. Yeah. If you think, if you accept that compliment, it means that you are, saying that you're better than somebody else or something right. like that, right? And that's not the case. It's like saying if I accept a bottle of wine from somebody, then I think I'm better than them. You might be an alcoholic, but <laughs> it's <laughs> but do you guys see what I'm saying? Yeah. It is it, it's a gift. It's a generous thing and you're going Meh, and throwing it on the floor. Mm-hmm. Think of that just like you would think of a tangible object that was really thoughtful that was given to you. I actually did another episode specifically about that. So I'll link to that in the show notes as well around compliments because there's a lot of nuance behind that. But if you try to, that's just one area where you might be able to switch your focus. If you tend to be kind of pessimistic about things, that it's cynical, really not, uh, or skeptical even, if it is in every single area, like for instance, if somebody's kind to you, or if somebody does something nice for you, and you're always kind of skeptical, that is typically kind of a cloak of pessimism. This is truly a, a way to start changing what you are focusing on. It really is kind of a a classic glass is half full versus half empty. If you operate sort of in this pessimistic frame of mind, you're kind of always waiting for the shoe to drop. You're kind of always questioning everybody's motives. You're kind of always thinking, well, of course that's going to happen to me. And of course that's because there's this view point that's kind of victimy already. What if you switch to that into the glass is half full? Or at least it's fucking full of whiskey. Right? <laughs> or wine. Or wine. Or or frappuccino Your or choice. whatever the fuck. Doesn't matter. Kombucha. Kombucha. <laughs> Get me some kombucha. <laughs> but start to look at what is another way I could view this. It's almost like if you need something visual, think about changing glasses, almost like you're looking through everything through gray colored glasses. What if we change them to rose colored glasses? Mm. Looking at life from a different angle. So instead of thinking, well, of course that would happen to me, or of course that that person is going to behave that way. What if you actually asked yourself like, hmm, I wonder what I'm tolerating in this Mm -hmm. relationship. Or I wonder, I wonder why that needed to happen today. Like, what was my lesson? What was my learning? Being acquisitive, yeah. Getting into that framework of curiosity. All right, so number one, get out of that blamey place. Number two, really check yourself on anything that you complain about. And then number three, check your overall perspective around life. Does it tend towards pessimism or is it a little bit more on that optimistic side? And start questioning, how can I view this from a more positive or optimistic perspective. Number four, 
you're problem-focused as opposed to solution-focused. A lot of times what will happen in your mind with this sort of a concept is if you are going, why me? Why me? Why is this happening to me? Why is why are the cards always stacked against me? Very similar to kind of what I was talking about with number three. But this is where the all of your attention goes on the thing that's negative. So for instance, let's say you're looking at a new looking for a new job. The focus of your mind all the time is on why does my boss suck so much? And this, the job that I'm in is so uncomfortable and I hate my commute or gosh, all the time when I'm at my desk, I have to shut out so and so because they're so loud on the phone and it's just negative, negative, negative about the things you don't like, the current problem, the current situation, instead of focusing on the solution. Hmm. In fact, I heard uh, in a in a business mentorship that I'm in right now, they were talking about spend 5% of your time on the problem, 95% of your energy on the solution. Yeah, I like it. Because I do think you need to acknowledge like, okay, something's not working here. And obviously, I'm always telling you guys, feel what you feel. If there's any sort of pain or sadness that's involved with that, allow yourself the expanse to feel what you feel, but then get resourceful. Then pick yourself up by your bootstraps and decide that you're going to find a solution. And this also has to do with what you allow to occupy your mind. One of the things that I've been doing a lot lately is anytime I'm in line, anytime I have to wait like for a prescription to be filled or things like that, I've been using that time to visualize the things that I do want. So for instance, we're looking at buying a house here pretty soon. So what I'll do is I will visualize calling my best friend and saying, oh my gosh, we got the keys. Wait till you see it. It is so gorgeous. Or I'll visualize Mr. Smith and I in the garden and planting new vegetables and getting all excited. Or I'll picture us in Home Depot shopping for new things for the house. And so I'd much rather spend my time and my energy focused on solutions instead of focusing on oh gosh, what if we don't get a, a, enough of a loan? Or what if our down payment isn't high enough? Or what if we don't have a, a really great realtor? Or gosh, our current apartment complex is making things so challenging and blah, blah, blah. Like, do you see the difference in energy? Absolutely. That time is going to pass anyway. Yeah. So what do you want to occupy your mind with? Start focusing on the solution instead of the problem. Because nitpicking that problem to death only makes it exacerbated. It doesn't really help it. You've got to get into that proactive, resourceful place. Another thing that you can do here is instead of going into the why, why, why is this happening, why, is to shift into the what am I meant to learn? What is my learning? What am I meant to learn? Is that, am I saying that right? I like to use that one a lot. Actually. Okay. Except reason that phrasing didn't sound right Mm-mm. to me in my head. So what am I supposed to learn here? What is the, the lesson or the reason that person is in my life? So a lot of times when we feel as though we've been victimized, where something or someone really has been pretty shitty to us, it's so easy to stay in that place instead of going, okay, given this circumstance, given this situation, how do I take my power back? How do I move forward? What is the best solution for me now? What is the fastest avenue to peace? Any of those questions, because they are fueled from a positive place, from a powerful place. 
the order thus far, number one, get out of that blamey place. Number two, really catch yourself on how much you complain. Number three, check your overall viewpoint on life. Are you doing anything that's really residing in pessimism? Number four, start focusing on solutions instead of the problem and try that percentage. Try checking yourself. How much time and energy do you spend on the problem versus the solution? Hmm. And number five, this is another kind of telltale one, which you might be locked into kind of a victim-y place, is you constantly try to one-up people or outline why your plight is worse. <laughs> oh, yeah. So right. when somebody says something like, oh, my ankle is really killing me, it's like, oh, yeah, try having a torn ACL. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it doesn't make the other person feel better. And they're really kind of like, I, but we're not talking about your ACL. <laughs> I just wanted to be heard. I, we're not talking about your ACL. I'm, I'm <laughs> complaining right now. And you, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, it all fosters negativity all the way around. <laughs> this can also show up in a much more mild form where you're not so blatant, where you're trying to kind of out victim the other person, but where you, you almost feel bad that things aren't going so shitty for you. So you collude. And if somebody's having a really rough go and they're, they're just like, oh, my ex is so shitty and the, 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 you're like, yeah, I had an ex who was really rough too, you know? And you kind of, even though you're in a happy marriage, mm. you don't feel like you can be positive. You, know, right, you can't right, right. quite. So I better collude and I better jump on this bandwagon. Some people do this where they group you in like, oh, that's not for us. Or we can't have that. Oh, wow. And they say things like we and ours instead of like, oh, no, no, honey, that's your mentality. I can have whatever the fuck I want. That could it could be a very real situation where you have to say like, hey, no, I, I'm not actually bought into that. I am not bought into that. I think I can actually create whatever I want. I'm working yeah, on it. You know? I like that. That's much better. And it helps them foster a different thought pattern too. And it, that's one of the things that I think can be really hard as you are involved in personal growth where other people haven't quite jumped on that journey yet. And so they see some changes in you. They might make fun of you a little bit. I'll actually put another podcast link in here too, specifically about that when other people aren't necessarily on the same personal development journey. So just watch yourself because sometimes it's easier to jump in and start being starting to be negative or collude with them as opposed to saying like, hey, you know, I really used to feel that way too. And I, I just found it always brought me down. So here's what I've been trying if you're, if you want to hear it, just kind of that offering and inviting. But again, if that's a real struggle for you, check out the additional pod resources with this episode. Again, I'm going to be talking about that a lot with the workshop that I was mentioning to you guys. And it's available now. You can go sign up and pick a date and time that works for you and your schedule and yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that you get a lot more additional nuggets, specifically around the blame piece, internally and externally, that yeah. you can kind of start shaking up a little bit. So let's do a, just a quick little recap, and then we will complete. Number one, get out of that blamey place. Number two, really watch what you complain about. Number three, turn your – start wearing some rose-colored glasses instead of pessimistic-colored glasses. Number four, start putting a lot more energy on solution as opposed to the problem. And number five, do not try to one-up somebody or out-victim <laughs> <Collude>. them <laughs> or collude. Yeah. And be 
sort of the person you want to attract in those moments. Like who are the friends you want to be around? Who are the confidants? Who are the colleagues? Who are the family members that you want in your life? Be that person. Yeah. Be that person. So be gentle in how you share personal development, but still you get to stand up for yourself and you get to have a voice for where you're at. You don't have to buy into the bullshit just because somebody else is. Hoping that this is helpful for you guys. Don't forget to come hang out with us in the After Hours community. Again, the link will be in the show notes page, or you can go to thejoyjunkie.com slash club. And I think that's everything. Any other little tidbits, baby? No, I think that's pretty comprehensive. Okay, cool. Great job. Well, thank you. A lot of great information. Well, I'm going to accept that compliment. (laughs) Good. Good, because you definitely deserve it. Well, thank you. And do you see how not cocky that is? Not cocky at all. Not gross. All right. Not gross. (laughs) Not gross. (laughs) All right, guys. We'll see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out. Out.